Hi everyone, this is Luke Moroni for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And what I'd like to talk to you all about today is, what are the global economic issues that could affect our property markets? Before I get into this topic, just a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as legal or financial advice. Make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So what do we need to think about globally and how is really global factors going to affect our economy and our property markets? Well, we live in a more so these day and age, more of a global market rather than just focus on our own community, our own state, our own nation. We are more playing in the global aspect, I guess, on the back of what's happening with the internet. And, you know, people are importing and exporting products. Um, People are looking to um, set up businesses all around the world. And we're um, in touch with global partners each and every day in terms of what's actually happening in Australia. There's a lot of foreign investment that comes into Australia in terms of buying property, in terms of setting up businesses and various things like that that really gives us a standpoint of thinking about the global impacts are going to actually put us in a position where we could increase or decrease our economic standpoint. So we've really got to keep a close eye and attention about not only what's happening here, but what's happening globally. So I thought I'd bring up this topic because there's a lot of global news out there at the moment. And I preface this with the idea that I'm not an economist. Um, I don't fully research the amount of information that comes in. I don't do this every day in terms of what's happening as an economist and how to interpret some of the data. But you've got to really have a think about, you, for you personally, what is actually happening. And the economists and the analysts don't tend to get it right all the time. And there's a lot of economists and analysts that prior to the GFC, the global financial crisis, weren't tipping that things were going to be... Uh, in a situation where we'd have these huge declines and there'd be stock market crashes and um, financial institution would go bankrupt. So we've really got to take a standpoint of, you know, what are we seeing? Um, When do we need to be a little bit more conservative? When do we need to have those extra buffers? And when do we need to allow things to just continue on? So I thought I'd bring up these couple of key points just to highlight a, a general sense about what's happening and what kind of impacts that, that could have here in Australia. So my first point is around um, there's a lot of trade wars going on between the US and other players in the market globally. Um, tr- President Trump has been talking about the ongoing issues uh, with trade in terms of China and now in terms of Mexico. Uh, um, you know, we just don't know what's that going to alleviate in future in terms of other particular nations around the uh, around the globe in in terms of the U.S. and how things are actually going to work in future. Trump seems to be, have a strong hold on protecting the U.S. and protecting its people and being that we're the greatest um, in the globe. But there's so many attachments uh, to other nations that we've just got to think about how this is really going to play out, how this is going to be affected. Um, I think to a certain degree, on a positive note, there's a realization that we need to act globally. But when you have these situations, when there's massive uncertainty about what's actually going to happen in the, in the trade between USA, USA and China and USA and Mexico, 
where there are strong allegiances, strong amounts of products and services being transferred between countries, this could create uh, a lot of issues uh, globally and not only in those countries. So we'd need to keep a close eye and attention about what's actually happening. And, um, you know, I guess there's an amount of fear about what's actually going, how it's actually going to play out. So keep that close standpoint. Uh, I just think the, the ongoing issues have just lagged on uh, quite a lot. So there, there just seems to be some underlying issues there that I guess we're not fully hearing about, but there's one day that things are going well, the next day it just um, turns into a, a heap of rubble. So we've just got to think about, the, I guess, the longevity of it and the sense that, that, that it doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon and you know what kind of impact is this going to have on you know the US stock markets and the and the global markets that are out there and and other things that are going to going to be affected the second point i like to make is about bond yields it's something that's highlighted on on markets a lot uh, and that we're talking uh, i guess especially about the 10 year bond yields now i don't know have a full understanding about how these work or what the sense of it is but a lot has been talked about in that and it's not been reflected on share markets in terms of there's been dips in the bond yields. Um, there's a sense that junk bonds need to be refinanced sometime during 2019. And these effects on, on what's actually been said without having the massive impact on share markets and property markets and other financial markets is a little bit of concern because it just highlights the idea that if things do get a little bit hairy and they do get a little bit fearful that things will crash and burn quickly. So there's not a sense of people like pulling back um, significantly. Um, it seems to be that you know there's continued investment into share markets and that's where people are looking to create their wealth or continue to have that income derived from the money that they're investing. So keep a close eye on these things. Economists and analysts probably tell you a little bit more about bond yields and junk bond refinancing. That is probably gonna play a big part during 2019. So there is uh, the whole idea about you know, focusing on this as potentially a leading indicator of what, what could happen. The third point I'd like to make is about Global interest rates being, you know, super low. Uh, we've got situations where, you know, the U.S. was down to zero um, percent in terms of interest rates. Uh, where they've started to move things up a little, but the the sentiment is that uh, a lot of countries, a lot of nations out there, are are fairly dovish, are very conservative in terms of increasing interest rates quickly and doing it at a very, very slow pace. Um, in Australia, we're looking to reduce rates rather increase. Uh, the US is taking a fairly dovish stand and not really increasing rates as much as they probably should when they, they're very, pretty close to full employment. So um, this could have an impact uh, moving forward in their ability to stimulate the economy if things do get worse than what they are right now. So. Uh, it, I guess it, it, it comes in towards what their stimulus is firstly and also secondly about people looking for higher returns. So people putting money in term deposits, 
that 2 3%, um, and sometimes even less than that. Um, and you, you think about, it kind of thinks about people in pension phase of, of their life, looking for that um, you know, safer investment in term deposits, but not really getting the rate of return. And you've got to actually think that the inflation rates at you know, sometimes where they bracket in Australia, they try and focus on two to three percent. They're not even covering the inflation. So that's a concern for those people, in, especially in pension age, to actually get the return on their money. And so the money's almost going backwards in terms of inflation rates as well. So what they tend to do, instead of putting money in term deposits, they'll take that extra risk and put money in the share market looking to derive a return or an income from dividends from those shares. So that gets a sense of people taking on that extra risk and people that took on that extra risk during uh, or just before the global financial crisis um, lost a lot of money in their super funds, um, in their own wealth creation. And I guess it, there is this possibility that it's happening all over again. We've gone like 10 years without seeing you know, a drastic fall in stock markets around the world. Let's see if what happens and the, the amount of money that actually is going into share markets is actually inflating those share markets. That's not really showing a true value or of those particular stocks. And it's inflated because people are putting their money into these companies to actually get a return on their investment better than what they can get in like a term deposit with one of the lending institutions. So it's really important to keep a close eye on um, factors that are happening globally. Uh, like I said, there's a, a few issues in terms of trade um, between US and other countries. Bond, bond yields are an, an idea that you need to be keeping a close eye on and could be a leading indicator of what happens in, in global markets. And also that low interest rates. One, to uh, the idea of not being able to stimulate economy, economy if things don't go well and the idea that um, people are not putting their money in safer investments of like term deposits but rather taking that extra risk and going to share markets. So that could impact. There is some positivity going into markets like in terms of innovation, you know, some of those social media companies uh, that are doing quite well. Um, I guess there's a, a feeling uh, globally like Trump has boosted the economy in the US to doing quite well. But you just think about the, the inflated economies around the world, whether there is danger and risk in them, and then what the level of risk is. So be mindful of these things when it comes to those global impacts that could impact us back here in Australia. And like I've reported recently, there are some headwinds in Australia and if we get some global forces happening there, this could mean a potential recession for us. Keep a close eye on it is the key and always look for the opportunities that are in the marketplace. It might be a case of taking that little bit of conservative stance at this point in time and um, think about always looking for the opportunities and that's what I do each and every day in the marketplace is look for those opportunities. So. Always continue to look and explore, and sometimes those deals, and especially right now, we're seeing some really good deals out there in the market that where you can position yourself on having that cash flow coming through, um, and you, even if something happened, were to happen with jobs or an illness, or th those properties can actually take care of themselves. And hopefully you're in a standpoint of having that cash buffer, even if a tenant goes for that, that period of time, you have a buffer in place to actually um, 
to, to allow for you know, rental vacancies for a period of time. So keep a close eye on those things. If you want to talk about this subject further or discuss your own property investment circumstances, please do give me a call on 0400-332-377. Look forward to talking with you soon. And thanks for tuning in. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.